This is Maestro, and I am back. Thank you for joining me, everybody. And uh, listen, I don't think I'm overdoing it on this one. I really don't. I am a big, big fan of this fight. I've been looking forward to this fight for a really long time. I love fights where there's drama. I love fights where there's a backstory. I love fights where there's something on the line. I love fights when it is personal. And this fight ticks all of those boxes. It really does. It really, really does. Now, my involvement in this fight uh, goes back to a show I used to be on. And uh, we interviewed Caleb Plant. Uh, and then we interviewed Benavides. They were like separate interviews. And I remember Caleb Plant talking a lot of shit about Benavides. They calling him, a, a, you know, bringing up the fact that he used cocaine and, and other things. Um, and listen, I... <sighs> started to get really interested in this fight. Now, there is a little bit of a backstory to this fight as well, but before I get into this, just a reminder, this is Maestro Square Garden, all right? We here, all right? And on this show, I dropped a link. Anybody that wants to join in, you can come talk your shit and join in. I asked the question, Kenny T, mano a mano, we just wrapped that one up. And I asked, what's the bigger fight? Because AJ is this big star, right? AJ taking on Franklin. You know, you guys in the UK tell me, is the big fight energy there? It's not a it's not a fight for a title, just like Benavides plant. It's not a fight uh with, with a champion that's active. Neither is Benavides plant. All right. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I think that the problem with the AJ fight with Jermaine Franklin is that it's not personal. There isn't a backstory. There's not really much on the line, right? And let's go into the backstory real quick. Nando, I just saw you call him, fam. I haven't been able to set up uh, my, my my phone lines for, through like I said uh, to you yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, I was talking about my mixer situation. As soon as I get my mixer situation back, phone lines will be open. Until that time, unfortunately, it's just links. All right, so sorry about that. You know, I love having people call in um, to the show. 
uh, and, uh, and, and contribute. I'd love to be able to do it by the phone. Unfortunately, I can't do it right now. But, uh, but let's have a look because this is kind of where things got started. This is courtesy of Fight Hype. Let's have a listen. Let's have a look. Let's enjoy. Here we go. Y'all being cool. Uh, I was being cool. I was being cool. I never once. I never once. You being cool. Never once. I tell you what you're saying. Don't be saying that shit. Don't be saying that shit. That was Devin Yoder. That was Devin Yoder. You think I'm scared of you? You're coming over here to bump me? You think I'm scared of you? What's up? I'll do whatever you want to do. I'll pop no bitch. All right. So this, if you don't know, this is David Ben older brother. All right, the namesake, he was a prodigy here in the United States. This is Junior. This is Jose Benavides Jr. Getting it in over here with with uh with with uh with Caleb doing a little jaw jacking back and forth. Here we go. Let's have a listen. Hey, hey, don't, 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 don't be saying that shit. Don't be saying that shit. That was that was that you was that you You think I'm scared of you? You think I'm scared of you? What's up? I'll do whatever you want to do. I'm not no bitch. Look, I'm, not, I'm, I'm right here, dog. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, what's hey, 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 y'all coming over here. Hey, y'all coming over here. What the fuck is you talking about? No, no, no. Listen, I'm sorry. You know? I talk a lot of a shit about my wife watching reality TV, Desperate Housewives, and sorry, it's not Desperate Housewives. She'll correct me. It's Housewives of this, Housewives of that, you know, Housewives of Potomac, of whatever other cities, 90 Day Fiance. They got a new one out, actually, called Milf Manor. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's these uh, middle-aged milfs who take their sons to a resort uh, apparently they go there because they believe that, you know, there's going to be some hot singles for, for the young men and there are going to be some singles for the women. Turns out they got these people dating each other's kids on these dates, filming the whole thing. So I'm not knocking it. You know, a lot of women, they like to watch that stuff. My The stuff I like to watch with the drama is this. I love this shit. David Hay, Derek Chisora, Germany. He glassed me. He glassed me. David Hay, shopping center, going after Klitschko, calling them all kind of names. I love the drama. ESPN Studios, Hasim Rahman, going at it with the GOAT. Lennox Lewis, I love the drama. So, yeah, this shit got me excited about this fight. I'm not going to lie. It's got me excited about the fight. Here we go. Let's let's watch some more. Hey, well, so this is the older brother, but this is the little brother. I mean, physically, he little. All right, I, you can kind of see David Benavides there if you're looking for right where I'm, right, right there, uh, on the left of of the of the image here. 
Did you see it? I I, I saw it. Let, let's let's go have a look. Here we go. So that that that's what 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 set it all off. And now no, I'm sorry, bro. I don't have the phone situation sorted. I will have it sorted. So once I have it sorted, you know, you got the bad line. And and I'll get you in. Right now, it is just, it is just links, unfortunately. But are you guys as excited about me, or am I just like overdoing it here with my excitement? Because I'm, I've been looking forward to this fight. I've been looking forward to this fight. So let's let's continue. This is all courtesy of Fight Hype. These are all Fight Hype interviews. So did he start it? I mean, he likes to he likes to go on Instagram, you know, go on little rants. You know what I mean? Um, oh, shit. yeah, said something about my brother, and we seen him at the gym. And my brother, you know, he like he's a street dude, you know, he likes all that. So he goes up to my brother, goes up to him, they're talking shit to each other. My brother's pushing him, but he's behind his trainer, so he's like, he'll be behind my dad, Caleb Plant. And Caleb Plant like sucker punches my brother, but then my, my friend right here hits Caleb Plant in his mouth too, and then his trainer starts getting into it. Wait, he, he actually hit. And and real talk, I don't know if you guys saw the press conference for this fight, but Senior was just like not having it. Like he was not happy with Caleb Plant. And Senior is usually a very mild-mannered, respectful guy. I've seen him around. Last time I saw him was at the uh, Danny Garcia Jose Benavidez Jr. fight. Uh, he had a lot of time, right? He was asking me, yo, you want to interview uh, Diego Pacheco? You want to interview Rayo? You want you want to interview my son? No problem. I'll make it happen. Very, very polite, respectful. I've never seen this side of him before. Um, but there's this is what makes it an exciting fight. It's not always about the titles. Sometimes it's more than the titles, as we're also seeing with Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. Sometimes things transcend the title. Sometimes the beef leads to crossover appeal, especially when things have been bubbling and circulate, you know, bubbling and circulating out there on YouTube for a really long time. All right. And as Nando says, again, Nando, he's not just a sub, he a member, because unlike all these other sports nowadays, the shit gets settled for real. Remember Big East, which is uh, college basketball, and NBA 80s basketball? Absolutely, Nando, 100%. I mean, but I feel bad, you know, because they started beating up on the trainer. But it happens. But that's just where it all So started. that's kind of where it all, like, really went down? All right, so that was fight hype there, as you saw. Uh, and I've got another... Uh, little bit to share with you guys 
uh, about this fight. Hold on as I pull that together. All right. Uh, give me one moment as I pull it up. So uh, it's been it's been uh, very interesting, guys, this whole back and forth. I've got this other video, courtesy of Showtime Sports, to share with you guys. And, of course, I'm sure many of you have seen this. And this is what's interesting to me about this one, too, right? What's interesting to me about this one is that this video, all access, full episode for Caleb Plant uh, in preparation for this fight, has well over a million views on YouTube. To put that in comparison, one of my favorite fighters in the sport, his full fight, full pay-per-view fight, was uploaded within a week of it happening live. I believe it was uploaded even like within two days. And it still hasn't gotten close to a million just yet. And I'm talking about Terrence Bud Crawford when he knocked out David Avenition. All right, on the Black Prime channel. It was put out there, the entire fight. Anybody could watch it within two days of the pay-per-view. And it's still, it, at last time I checked it, it had about half the amount of views of this particular episode of All Access for a fight that hasn't even happened yet. Again, they're building the momentum for this fight. Uh, let's have a little view of this. Boxing fans want to see two guys that really don't like each other going at it. But that's because of the stakes. Because of what they must prove. He has a big mouth when I'm not around. All that raw, raw, that loud stuff. Real tough guys don't act like that. Because there are fights that feel urgent. And fights that are. Power shots. Power shot. Power shot. Power shot. Power shot. Here we go. I don't like Caleb Plant. He doesn't like me. I've been waiting to beat his ass since the first day I met him. My only mission is to go in there and actually put a beating on Caleb Plant. I want to go in there and I want to make a statement for him and for everybody at 168. I feel like the only way this fight can end is in the knockout. I mean, how can can anybody watch this and not get hyped for this fight? Right? And by the way, this is something that other other promotions need to do uh, for or all promotions need to do to build these fights. Like, give us the backstories, show us the montages of the training, put the dramatic, you know, cinematic music in the background. It builds the anticipation. At least for me. I think I can be any more motivated than I am now. But you're going to see what's going to happen on March 25th. I got I got something for his ass. There's the dad. Hey, get him plan is in trouble. I felt it now. Let's go. Realistically, few boxers can expect to knock out every one of their opponents. David Benavides is rare that way. Known for his furious style. He combines a larger man's strength and there's a left hook with a smaller man's speed. Wow. Undefeated in 20 
So, I mean, look, they're, they're building the fight. They're, that's clear. Um, there's another fight I'd like to see too, believe it or not, involving a PBC super middleweight for him to get his shot. And that particular fighter is David Morrell Jr. Um, so I'm hoping that one of these guys gets the... I, you know, ideally to me, if I was matchmaking this, the the comeback fight for whoever loses, and I think the person that's going to lose is Plant. Call me crazy. Um, I, I You know, Plant versus David Morrell Jr. Then we get to compare how Plant um, does against Morrell Jr. to how... More uh, to how Plant did against against uh, David Benavides. That's what I'd hope we get towards later. But I'm excited about this fight. They've done a great job selling the fight. There's a great backstory to the fight, and for that reason, I'm not going to be attending the fight because uh, there's actually a lot of fights coming up in Las Vegas that I want to attend, and I have to be picky and choosy. Uh, the ones I'm probably going to go. F- uh, go for are Devin Haney, Loma, and Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, because I think there's going to be a lot of people at that fight. I'll be able to get a lot of content at that fight, and a lot of my subs and members are interested in that fight. But I think people are also very interested in this fight, and for good reason. I really do. Uh, So there you go, guys. There you go. Uh, I'll drop it one last time if anybody wants to share uh, their opinions on this one. Is this the fight that you're looking most forward to? Because I don't know what's happening with Fury and Usyk. I'll be honest. I can't even say I'm looking forward to that one at this point. Because right now, I don't even know if that fight's going to happen. It's looking like it's all over the place. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. So I, I can't say that I'm super, super excited about something that it doesn't even seem clear right now that it that it's going to happen. At least with this fight. At least with this fight, I know what's going to happen. At least with this fight, I know what's taking place on pay-per-view this coming Saturday. And look, my, I'm having issues with my green screen. It's got the window open. But I got I got Papa Chubby Chubby. Papa Chubby Chubby, what's good? Thank you for joining me. Virtuoso, hey, what's good? Thank you for joining me. You guys cook, please, while, while I uh, sort this situation out here. Uh, why don't you lead us off, Papa Chubby Chubby? Go for it. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I'm definitely amped to see this fight with uh, Plant and Benavidez. I mean, for me, I, I, I want. I feel like this is the test for Plant that's going to show us exactly where he is in the pecking order, exactly, I think, for his potential, where he goes next, who he fights next. Personally, I mean, let's be honest. The Canelo fight, fell into his lap. You know, before Canelo, uh, for, from my point of view, uh, Uzkadiki fight was hot. But to me, like, Plant was hiding in the shadows of the halls of PBC. Like, his name wasn't out there. People weren't talking about him. And I'll tell you one thing. I watched the Truax fight, and it was rough. I mean, Plant had a lot of problems with Truax. So you go from that to Canelo. It was good. He showed us he can move with, with Canelo. You know, he did, he did well in that fight. And then, obviously, he showed us he's got some pop and uh, got a KO. So now I want to see what he can do against a fighter like Benavidez. I mean, if he can beat Benavidez, 
I mean, I feel like there's a trajectory for his career from this point. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. If he beats Benavides, that's a big if. Because I agree with you. Caleb Truex out of Minnesota gave him a pretty tough fight. And I remember going into the Canelo fight, I was giving Caleb Plant literally no shot against Canelo because of the fact that his career had consisted of guys like Fig and Butts and, and, and uh, Caleb Truex, right? And in the Caleb Truex case, it was a very competitive fight. So I I'm hoping we see a good fight. He is with Breadman Edwards now. He is coming off of a knockout of the year candidate, at least. A lot of people had it as knockout of the year. That It was at least a solid candidate for knockout of the year, right? So he's got that coming into the fight. So I think, especially with the tension between the two and the history, it's going to be a really good one. Virtual, so what about you? What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts is that this fight was overdue. Um the only sellable angle for this fight is that it's a grudge match. These people generally do not like each other, and that's fine. But I would have preferred this would have been a unification match because these two had held titles. And that unification match had, had larger implications because Canelo was about to move up. And all people could be talking would have been talking about is him against a unified champion, either Plant or Benavides. But because um, Samson Luka was put the kibosh on it, didn't think that fight was going to make money. Apparently, you know, this fight is going to be bigger down the road. Well, listen, I'm hearing that this fight is not is not selling out, but I will be watching it. I do. I still think it's an interesting fight, but I do think it was overdue. That that's just my thoughts on it. I I agree with your thought. What you're saying about it being overdue, it does feel like it should have happened a while ago. Obviously, there was mm -hmm. the issue of Benavides losing his title twice right? And Caleb Plant getting the shot at Canelo. I mean, you can't blame Caleb Plant for taking the Canelo shot for undisputed, no, for sure. No, clearly not. I, 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 mean, I put the... No, because I, no, I really put the onus on, on, on Samson, because, like, I, I really thought he was going to, like, set him up against Morel last year. I, I heard him say that on the space, on the Twitter space last year. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I guess it didn't came down to it. It's like, what, what the thing is, it's like, these fighters, they kind of stay in their own lane, and then, like, then they kind of like the last minute, oh, we're going to make this fight. And it's like, dog, you got you to gotta set yourself up. You got to set yourself up for greatness. You got to take the fights that, that sharpens your tools, man, that gets you ready for, for a tough fight because that sharp incline in competition is going to, you know, figure out what you're missing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, look, for whatever you think about, about, uh, Caleb Plant, and and there's a lot of people in the game that clearly do not like this guy. Um, not just Benavidez, but other people as well. He is going to be a, a, a bigger threat to David Benavidez than uh, you know David Lemieux and some of the other guys that he's be beaten recently. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could make the case that that David Lemieux is the best fighter that 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 Benavidez has beaten. Um, a lot of it is the eye test. A lot of it is the fact that he's in these fights where, for the most part, it doesn't even seem competitive and just brutalizing people. But at the same time, he, he, he needs a signature win. And Caleb Plant is a former world champion, not of another weight class like David Lemieux, 
but of his actual weight class. Philly Drew, what what are your thoughts on this fight, man? Uh, to be honest, you know the best. I thought the I think the best guy both these guys one win against is Anthony Doyle. I think those they're both their best win. It's their common win, if you look at it. Uh, like I'm not gonna go in too deep to it because I'm gonna make a video about this later on. Mm-hmm about this fight and everything, but I said before before the fight was made that Caleb Plant would beat David Benavidez. I think David Benavidez is all hype. Wow. Eddie, Eddie, I disagree. I disagree. Wow. Here's the thing. There's a lot of flaws with David Benavidez. Wow. The titles not, did not explode because there were guys that went forward. There were guys that were bangers. They were not pure boxers. Guys that did not try to go after the body on, Caleb, on David Benavidez. Caleb Plant does a lot of things that can cause David Benavidez problems. And people are not looking at that. People are saying, oh, Canelo knocked him out. Oh, he doesn't have power. Tell you the truth, you don't, you don't real, some people don't realize David Benavidez could be born to a to a 12-round decision loss in this fight because being outboxed for 12 rounds. It could happen. David Benavidez has no inside game whatsoever. He's a guy that relies on his reach, relies on his height. And and he's and he's more of a combination puncher. He's a knockout puncher. He he knocks you out with combinations. He's a guy that's going to that has a tremendous hand speed. I'll give him that. He has a lot of hand speed. But guys that have fought him are guys that are bangers, guys that will stay in front of him, that will go forward. Not guys that can that's gonna move around like Caleb Plant. This is gonna be his ultimate test so far in his career. This is going to be his toughest fight in his career. And a lot of people don't really believe that, but it is. This is going to be the signature win if he wins this fight because not only this guy fought Canelo and, and actually caused Canelo a little bit of troubles, or problems and everything, he's a former world champion in 168. He does have the boxing pedigree. And this is the fight that David Benavidez needed because he hasn't fought really anybody. He's fought... A David Lemieux that was that was actually as a hundred and sixty pounder that really just moved up to fight Benavidez that was already done and over with should have been retired already. He's fought other guys, Anthony Durrell. He stopped him, but he it took combinations to stop him. He didn't knock him out cold like Caleb Plant did. And I think people really need to look at this. So Philly, they, I, I I completely agree with you. In terms of your your view of Plant, like I agree, if for Plant to win, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be all twelve decision, and I do agree he'll be moving around. He'll be using his advantages, but he's also going to have to move into what I think will be a perfect range for Benavidez for to get some work done. He's going to have to engage Benavidez. The range will be perfect for Benavidez to counter to. Uh, pull off combinations. And I think plant in the last three rounds, what plant has to avoid is gassing out really badly and getting countered when he, when he's putting in work. But I think you're right. If Benavidez can't find some way to engage plant, I think you're right. Plant plant can outbox him for 12 and win the fight. But I feel like either uh, plant's going to make a mistake in those later rounds. He's going to get tired. Something's going to give uh, Benavidez an opportunity. And I, I see I see a stoppage here. I, I'm calling a stoppage late. I see a stoppage, too. And I'm going to go right back to you, Philly. But I see a stoppage, too. And 
a lot of people give Plant, I think, too much credit for the Canelo fight. Uh, I mean, to me, if you watch back that fight and you're arguing that Canelo was losing <laughs> rounds, watch salute to the dog. If you wa- if you watch him winning rounds, you also have to watch Canelo setting him up for what he was about to do to him later on, specifically the body work, specifically giving him constant pressure. Um, And in the end, his strategy won, and Caleb Plant, I I don't want maybe wilted is too strong of a word, but he succumbed to the pressure, the body attack, the accurate punching of Canelo. Why, Why Philly Drew... Do you think that Canelo could do that, but David Benavides, who's bigger than Canelo, won't be able to? Is it because Canelo's a more accurate puncher? Do you think Canelo hits harder? Because Canelo's significantly smaller than David Benavides, and Benavides likes to use his weight and kind of get on you. And 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 you said he's not an inside fighter, but he leans on you and he hits. Yeah, but those punches don't really give like his best. Is at his at a at a medium long range. That's mm-hmm. when David Benavidez's power really kicks in. That's when you have to worry when he's able to hit you like that. When he's in like a phone booth type of thing, you don't really have to worry about the power like that. David Benavidez is most comfortable at a medium to long range, and and if you get inside, this is why I said that David Benavidez would be Canelo's easiest fight because Canelo get inside on the body, ram to the body for like eight to nine rounds, and then when Benavides has to beat defending, beat defensive more on the body, that's when he's gonna go up to the to the head and he's gonna get a and he's gonna get a late stoppage against David Benavides. Mm. Because a smaller guy, if you look at it like this, if you look at Canelo and Plant can both move. They can both dodge. These these two can, are going to cause pop, could cause problems for Benavides because they're movers and everything. They'll be able to get inside. And when he goes for that one punch, just step inside and get that body punch in and everything. If you look at it, Canelo is a mover. Canelo was, is able to invade punches with his head movement. Benavides, he gets hit. When he, t- when he gives it, he gets hit. Mm-hmm. And tell you the truth, Defense isn't really the best. Mm-hmm. But these two guys, and like Caleb Plant, he changed after Canelo fight. I seen an improvement in David in Caleb Plant. A little bit more that instead of me going for the jab and he's gonna follow one punch, he throws to the jab and goes with multiple punches and backs out and resets himself. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Philly. Is calling this a boxer-puncher matchup too simplistic? Because I've heard a lot of people refer to this as a boxer-puncher matchup. You can call it a boxer-puncher. There's there's a couple of things you can call this. But Caleb Plant is a boxer. He's known for his footwork and everything. He's known for his move, his boxing and everything. Of course, they're going to call him a boxer. and a, Because he doesn't have tremendous power. Like, he doesn't have, like, one punch knockout power, but he did knock out if he Durrell mm. or did everything that. But they always say the punch you that hurts the most is the one you don't see coming, especially when it's thrown with with textbook technique like that yeah. one was. Yeah. I mean, that was a textbook shot he hit him with. 
I mean, uh, virtuoso. Have, go for it, virtuoso. I, I have seen, I have seen, you know, Benavides get knocked down by a jab. So those things can be definitely be possible. But you know, I don't see Keller Plant, you know, as Gene Tony on the inside trying to throw punches. You know, you know, trying to turn it, you know, bend at the waist and try to throw, you know, uh, uppercuts and hooks. No, I haven't seen him seen him do any work like that. I think if it, you know, if it comes down to inside fighting. I think what you see is Benavides is going to crash the pocket because he's not really the most, you know, technique savvy, you know, fighter out there, but he's definitely a very, you know, fierce puncher. So um, to me, I think it's going to, it's going to come down to endurance and the endurance I think does not favor Caleb Plant. Um, he does tend to, to tire out. And what happens is when he lowers his guard, to protect his body, he leaves his head open, and it doesn't quite—he doesn't quite keep it on a swivel. He might roll it occasionally, but he'll catch some clean shots, man. And you can see that he cuts easily, so that could wear him out too. You know, Benavides might be might be like Frankenstein in there, but he definitely knows how to how to be in your face. You know what I mean? So it is it, you know that's why I have you know you know Benavides stopping him late. I, you know, I just don't think that that Caleb Plant can can really deal with the pressure, can really deal with the you know the longevity of the of the of the activity, which I think Benavides can do. He can he can push the push the pace on the. I think I think he throws more punches per round than than I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, yeah. I based on what I what I what I have observed off the top of my head when I'm recalling it, I think that Benavides throws more punches per round than than Canelo, and Canelo had constant pressure on Ben. I, I would be more confident in Caleb Plant going to distance if he was able to to withstand the pressure of Canelo for 12 rounds and that fight go to a decision. But it didn't happen. Well, uh, I, I, Papa Chubby, you want to say anything or, or I'm going to go to Drew? Go for it, Papa Chubby Chubby. No, no, Drew, go ahead. Go I'm, I'm it, just Drew. listening. Go ahead. Go for it, Drew. Here's the thing. He throws a lot of punches, Benavidez. But him having to move around for 12 rounds, if this goes to decision or goes late and taking shots and throwing punches too, it could get the Benavides eventually. He gasses out. You got to look at it like this. He had trouble making weight at times mm. in 168. He mm. even lost the title at, at 168 due On to his scales. Yeah. On other scales. So you, everybody's questions, uh, Caleb Stamner. There's got to be a question about David Benavides' stamina, too, because it's getting harder and harder for him to make this weight. He's outgrowing 168 as we speak. Yeah. So people got to look at it like that. And another thing that I don't really like about the Benavides, he keeps on trying to do it, make the 168 thing for the hoping of that Canelo fight and everything. And it's right. been eventually... It's going to bite him in the ass. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to cause him to have a bad night. And, like, hopefully it's not this fight for his sake, for a Canelo, for a Canelo fight or a bigger fight. But eventually it's going to bite him in the ass because he's trying so hard to make 168 now. It, like, when you go and miss weight at a weigh-in and lose your belt, and this is like maybe, how long was it? Like a year ago? Maybe a, a little bit more than a year ago? 
it's going to keep in the back of your mind and it's going to keep on other people. How much longer can this dude make 168? How much, like, without having any trouble? And mm. it's to that point. This dude is on borrowed time at 168. I just have a question. Other than the time that he um, lost his belt due to misweight, when is he other, was there other, another occurrence of that with Benavides? Has he ever misweight multiple times? It's a good question. I, I I think it was that one time. But the other thing that's interesting to me yeah. about the the weight issue is that since that happened, he hasn't looked like weak. He hasn't looked like he's, you know, weight right. uh, weight drained. You know, like like he's missing something. <clears throat> you know, I, I just haven't look, seen it. I, I'm no moralist, but Victor Conti has some questions about Caleb Plant as far as drug testing is concerned, mm. that he wanted to know if there was VADA testing involved. He hasn't heard any feedback, but um, I, I'll, I'll try to dig into that to see if there's any information on that. Well, yeah. So don't Vada, be surprised if, if you see any, you know, surprisingly good good, good punching power from Caleb, you know, being that he knocked out uh, Andrew, uh, Anthony Durrell. Hey, guys. Yeah. VADA, they, they post on their Twitter account Anytime uh, a fight comes up and the fighters are being tested by Vada, they 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 share that info on their Twitter. They'll post. Thank you to yeah. Caleb Plant. Thank you to Benavides. So if if it's being uh, done by Vada, it should be as simple as just checking on their uh, Twitter. Yeah, because I've heard this was for like a WBC title eliminator, and then they become a mandatory for Canelo. So they, you know, being that they they they, they could have unified, you know. We could have been better off unifying, you know, in 2019. This has implications, you know, being that the WBC is going to give you a ticket to the Canelo, you know, sort of state. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, Maestro, I'm going to I'm gonna leave the chat, bro. Thanks for having me on, guys. No and, problem, uh, man. Uh, this is was going to be a qu quick one anyways because I was live earlier for Mano a Mano. Any last thoughts to you guys on, on, on this fight before we get going? No, man, I just... Uh, Good, good talking to you guys. You know, may the best man win. Absolutely. Right back at you. Uh, good talking to you, Virtuoso. Thank you for taking the time to come on. You as well, Papa Chubby Chubby. Uh, so, uh, Philly Drew, let people know where they could find your video on this fight. Let people know where they could find your show. I always like plugging your, sh your show, man. You're one of the biggest supporters of this channel. So, so let people know where they could find you. Well, I, well, I'm on Shoeshine Boxing with Dave from 48. Uh, we actually going live tomorrow night, 1040 Eastern, 740 Pacific. That's where the video is going to be at. I'm probably going to do it later today on my phone and put it on the Shoeshine uh, network and everything. Like, it's reasons why I think Caleb Plant wins this fight mm. and how he can win this fight. And I'm going to go in more detail with it and everything. But I'm saying that people are really fast uh, making this a 90-10 fight for Benavidez and really underestimating De Caleb Plant and everything. So much hopefully bring up a new look, uh, make people think of from a 90-10, maybe the posse 60-40 uh, or 70-30 fight. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, while I have you here, before you go, tell me your thoughts, because I don't think I've ever, I've ever actually heard you fully go in on what's happening next for AJ. I mean, with the Jermaine Franklin fight, 
Give, give me give me your thoughts on this one, Philly Drew, because I've I've shared my thoughts on it. People say I'm a hater. I, I've got issues with 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 uh, AJ because I don't think he's you know one of the top tier heavyweights any longer, and that he he wouldn't beat Wilder and he wouldn't beat Fury, and that you know I was too harsh on him for saying that he didn't improve all that much in the second fight against Usyk. I was basing it on rounds. I didn't think he won like a whole lot more rounds the second fight against Usyk than the first fight with Usyk. But I don't know. I'm the crazy hater. So I like a more neutral party like Philly Drew Irish to comment on on, on AJ versus Franklin. I'm going to look at it like this. I think mainly the people that are hating are the, are the fanboys and fangirls of AJ and everything. I'm sorry, but they're, they're almost as lost as the LDBC if you look at it. But I look at it like this. AJ didn't really approve that much in that second Usyk fight. I scored it to say I had it in the first fight 10-2, 9-3 for Usyk. Second yeah. fight, 9-3. I really think AJ can now adjust during fights. Usyk was able to adjust multiple times. AJ couldn't. Once that game, once Usyk adjusted to his game plan in the second fight, AJ did not know what else to do but keep going. And he gassed out because of it. And having a backup plan that his coach should have put it into him. Say, yo, got look a jab a little bit more and everything. He just went, tried to knock him out and realized he couldn't knock him out and just gassed out. But this, I always said that this Jermaine Franklin fight was a tune-up for a tune-up because the fight after this will probably be Dillian Wright. He's really fighting, uh, I thought he beat Dillian Wright, Jermaine Franklin. Yeah, I thought I thought Jermaine Franklin beat Dillian White as well. So, like, I look at it like this: it's a gatekeep, it's a tune-up for a gatekeeper. In, mm. Right? Because I train, I think Dillian White is a gatekeeper now. Why do you need? I agree. Why do you need a tune-up for a gatekeeper? And then people are like this: oh, he's coming off two straight losses, arguably the best heavyweight in the world, and everything. While saying also that he improved so much in the second one. Yeah. So if he improves so much, why you have to fight Jermaine Jermaine Franklin? But Maestro, isn't this crap? That's what I don't understand. You telling me that he improved in the Usyk rematch, but at the same time he needed to fall all the way back to 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 fight Jermaine Franklin. Like, make that make sense for me, Philly. Make that make sense. Matter of fact, answer this for me, man. Yeah. I have I seen people in that second fight score to a draw. And I'm like, I need you to like me on that, that you gave that fight a draw, because I think that was not a draw. That was yeah. not a draw. You're, you're a fanboy. Only a fanboy or a fangirl scores that fight a draw, because they can't... Here's the thing. You wonder what, why the like British fans hate on Tyson Fury a lot? Because he was able to do one thing AJ could not do. And they are jealous at him because of it, probably. They are being petty about it and everything. He was able to become a star in the United States for his fights with Deontay Wilder and, and being like in WWE, American wrestling company, and people noticing him that and AJ could not. He, he fell miserably at it. He got knocked out in New York City with, against John Ruiz. And in the second fight, he was not the age the normal AJ in the second fight he went he 
ran around the ring for Trump for later part of that fight, knowing that he had a decision in the bag already. So I, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't really. I like his resume. I think he has a good, a good ass resume. AJ Posse has better resume than, than Fury than and than uh, Wilder do, but. I mean, listen, listen, I mean, this is the kind of comment I'm talking about. So AJ is only 32 and still number three at uh, the still might be the the biggest star in the division. I mean, number three, biggest star in the division. I I just don't understand where people are getting this. I mean, I see that. This is my reaction. (laughs) I mean... What? So basically, you're telling me that the guy, Yimmy, that has to fight Jermaine Franklin next because he's not ready to fight Dillian White is the number three guy in the division ahead of Joe Joyce? Ahead of Wilder? No. Ahead of, I don't know. I don't even know if he's ahead of Andy Ruiz right now. They won in one, and one fight was pretty boring. The other fight, uh, was it was it was a KO loss? So I'm just not, I'm not understanding that one. Give me, I'm I'm just being real with you. I'm not understanding that. I'm just not. I'm gonna head out after I do this. After yeah. I, but I have Fury and Usyk. I have them tied for the best heavyweight in the division. Mm. That's how I have it. Yeah. And like, hold on. Then I got Joyce. Yep. I think Joyce destroys AJ now. Yep. I, I and I tell you this right now: you can put Wilder, and you can flip flop Wilder and AJ. You can flip flop AJ Wilder. That you know. I know. I agree. You can flip flop AJ Ruiz. You can flip flop. Are you confident that AJ beats Hergovich right now? I can see him beating Hergovich right now. I can see him. You put money on that. I might be able to put money on that because I thought he looked mm. like shit against Zhang. I think Zhang would get. Yeah, you're right. He didn't look good, but you know he did. He definitely didn't look good in that one. Let I me bring on. Let me bring on King Jimbo before I end it. King Jimbo. But I gotta go anyway. Okay, thank you, Philly Drew. Everybody, check out Philly Drew on the Shoe Shine with Dave from the 408. They go live Monday nights. Okay, Monday nights the Shoe Shine. Make sure you check them out. Uh, King Jimbo, what's up, fam? Good to see you again, brother. How are you? I'm doing well, bro. Salute, bro. I hope you're well. I'm actually Yimmy in the chat. That was oh, my that's, comment. that's you, Yimmy. You're Yimmy. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, you know what it is, mate? I, I mm. see what you're saying. I see where you're coming from. Whenever yeah. someone takes two bad defeats in a row and has no belts, I mean, he is a rock bottom, but I just think, you know, overall, if you look at his overall career, his accomplishments, yeah. uh, and where he was at the height of his star power, mm. I think you'd have to put him number three because... But Deontay Wilder, I never really thought he had the body of work of AJ or the overall skills. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. You can put him number three, but I mean, being I mean, for me, for me, it's not even Wilder, to be honest. For me, it's really Joe Joyce. That's I I have Joe Joyce ahead of Wilder. My my number three heavyweight in the world is is the juggernaut. Okay, see, that's fair enough. I mean, the way he uh, polaxed Joe Parker. And he's undefeated. I mean, I get, I get what destroyed you're saying. Destroyed Joe Parker. Destroyed <laughs> Carlos Taka in ways that yeah. AJ, and that was supposed to be the prime AJ because that was the AJ yeah. before the, before the losses. That was the undefeated the AJ 
that fought Parker, that fought Akam, right? So if we compare undefeated AJ against those guys to undefeated Joyce against those guys, and now we got AJ with three losses, Joe Joyce still undefeated, AJ about to fight Franklin, Joe Joyce about to fight Zeli Zhang, who I thought, a lot of other people thought as well, beat Philip Mm -hmm. Herkovich. Do you really rank MJ ahead of, ahead of uh, uh, Joe Joyce? Or, my, or, or maybe I lost my mind. I don't know. You tell me. No, no, you've got some good arguments. Even when he beat Daniel Dubois, he was the underdog. He was a massive underdog in the UK when he destroyed Daniel Dubois, who was unbeaten. I think Joe Joyce is a tremendous fighter. But my thing is this, though, bro. I feel like AJ is a former two-time unified heavyweight champion. And I think overall, uh, even... See, if it was the best version of AJ, I think he'd actually beat Joyce. Just because of the style, I think AJ is a lot faster and a yeah. lot um, uh, a little bit better at long range than Joe Joyce. Yeah. He did beat him in the amateurs, but this was ten plus years ago. Um, and with the star power, I mean, I don't know. He might be the biggest star. I, I don't know. Like uh, you know, they're still rebuilding, right? So if AJ well, I mean, versus White, it, I think if he was the bigger star, the big star that everybody say he still is, they wouldn't be struggling to sell tickets. There'd be a bigger yeah. buzz about this fight. Because like I said, yeah. Plant Benavides has a lot of buzz around it. Plant Benavides isn't for a title. Plant Benavides isn't between two current champions. It's between two former champions. And I yeah. asked the question on Mano a Mano. We got UK people. We got US people. We got people in other parts of the world that are part of this community on my channel. And it yeah. was like overwhelmingly people believe that Plant Benavides is a is a bigger fight than AJ versus Franklin. Uh, that is a good point. I think most boxing fans are more intrigued uh, because AJ, you know, I just don't think it's fair to compare a guy who's at the lowest moment of his career. I'd actually say when he turned pro, he had more hype AJ compared to now. Um, I think they made some mistakes with the AJ Franklin fight. I mm. think they should have had a better opponent. And I think that from what I heard, the price to tickets way too expensive uh, for a comeback fight. I think maybe they should have been a bit more humble uh, with the way they set things up. But um, I'll give you an example, bro. I think um, Joshua versus Wilder might be a bigger fight uh, if AJ wins his next fight than Fury versus Usyk. uh, I think it it would be a huge fight if they can make it happen. Also, bro, I really want to rebuttal what Drew was saying, uh, the last guy that left. uh, A lot of British fans are salty that uh, Fury conquered America. Well, if you remember, when AJ went to America, he sold out the Madison Square Garden. And the last fight Fury had in America without Wilder, he had about 5,000 fans there for Otto Wallin. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? 5,000? First of all, his last fight wasn't Otto Wallin. His last fight was the trilogy fight with... um, with, no, no, I meant in America. Well, yeah, his last United fight, States. his last fight in the United States, uh, Fury was against uh, Wilder in the trilogy fight. No, no, I meant outside of Deontay Wilder when Fury fights. Oh, in America, outside of Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Okay, I got it. When he fights, because when AJ fought Ruiz, mm. I mean, you can tell me better than I. You know, you'd know better than me. Ruiz wasn't a massive name in America, was he? No, no, to... he had actually gotten released. By top rank and was on his second fight uh, being affiliated with the PBC at that fight. Coming off of his de- PBC debut, uh, it was a knockout uh, a few yeah. a few uh, weeks prior to when he agreed to take on AJ as a, as a last, I wouldn't say last minute, but a late replacement for uh, 
uh, Jarrell Miller. But, but to be honest, you're right. I might be a romantic. So when I think of AJ, I think, oh, you know, when he went to America, he sold out Madison Square Garden. He took boxing to the Middle East. You know, he broke um, originally, you know, he was having huge fights at Wembley and he broke the attendance record. This is before Fury fought White and, and broke it. So for me, AJ was doing things that I didn't see White or, or sorry, Wilder or Fury do. Because even, even Deontay Wilder, an American heavyweight champion, hadn't sold out the Madison Square Garden. So I don't know, man. I still feel like there's still some juice there. If AJ's rebuilt properly, I feel like he might be the biggest star in the division, but it's tough to say. I don't think he's the biggest star in the division right now. Could they get him back? Possibly. I mean, people clown me when I said it earlier on Mano a Mano, but I think a good fight for him would be the Jarrell Miller fight. There's beef. Bro, I agree There's with you. background, yeah. right? Yeah, and, I, 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 yeah. Right, and we see that beef leads to intrigue. History leads to intrigue. That's why a lot of people are interested in Plant versus Benavides. Also, also, rather than have him fight Jermaine Franklin, who, by the way, doesn't resemble physically or boxing style any of the top guys in the heavyweight division, they could have just had him fight Ngannou in a comeback fight. Both guys make huge money. Ngannou yeah. goes back to MMA. A AJ continues on with his boxing career. They're right. They set him up with the Ngannou fight. Huge payday before Wilder gets it. Set him up with the, with the Miller fight. There you got your two fights. There's intrigue. They're relatively low risk. They're super high reward. And then you, yeah. you take on... You know, uh, whoever is is up there just below the top, whether it's a Zhang, a Hergovich, a, 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 a Wilder, or a, an Andy Ruiz trilogy, or somebody, I'm 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 just not really buying the the Franklin fight. I'm not excited yeah, about me, it at all, to be honest with you. To be honest, I was actually taken aback a little bit because not the Franklin's a bad opponent for a comeback. It's just the way they were talking and the names they were using. No one really mentioned Franklin. So, I mean, I think it might not even be Eddie Hearn. I think, according to Eddie Hearn, he was saying that it was a decision made by uh, Joshua's new trainer, Derek James. So I have no idea why Derek James wanted this fight instead of a Dylan White fight. But in the UK, it's kind of winter right now. So maybe they thought, you know, if we get a Dylan White fight, they might want to make that more of a stadium fight than an arena fight. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, look, the Gerard Miller fight, for me, bro, I agree with you 100%. You know, trash-talking American coming to the UK with the bad blood that him and AJ have got. I think that would be a massive ticket seller in the UK or even in America. If, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that would have sold out That would have sold out to O2 for sure. Oh, easily. easily. You know, and or maybe we, take him back to America, you know? That as well. Bring America. it back to the garden. Let him get his US win that he still doesn't have, right? So That's crazy. Baby those mother. are my thoughts on that. Uh, King Jimbo, thank you for coming on. I'm going to give the last word to you before I close out the show as we're reaching the hour point, which was my limit for this one for today. Hit the okay, like bro. button, everybody. Jimbo, go for it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, bro. Uh, you know, it was a great show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, everyone hit the like, man, and hit the share. Uh, God bless. Thank you. You too, Yimmy. Appreciate that. You enjoy the fights this week. All right, that was Yimmy, everyone, and this was Maestro Square Garden. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, we will be back for that. I've got something else lined up for people to check out. Uh, it's going to be kind of a quick hitter news show uh, that I've put together. It's called The Ten Count. Here's a little bit of a graphic uh, slash video I put together for it. Here we go.
So that will be the 10 count, yo. So when you see the 10 count, make sure you hit to watch the 10 count because I'm going to keep those ones super short. 10 minutes max, the 10 count, all right? And uh, we're going to get off those topics real quick uh, that, that are interesting to people. I'm going to go at them real quick, tackle them really quick, and then we'll move on. So I'm adding another show to the rotation for everybody. I'm going to try to do those ones daily, the 10 count. So we got the 10 count. We've got Maestro Square Garden, where I'm going to invite you guys to tune in and enjoy uh, some boxing talk. We're also going to have punchlines. It will be just me. And then we'll also have, of course, Mano a Mano with KO Kenny. So I'm I'm hoping you guys are liking the content. I'm really trying to push out more content uh, as it, here in 2023 for all of my subs, all of my members. All right. Uh, enjoy, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. And I will see all of you guys uh, next time. So thank you very much. That's going to be it. Uh, take care, everybody. And enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Sunday.